0: You've just tuned into Surviving My Past. A survivor podcast about my life with dissociation, anxiety, and PTSD. Join me in raising awareness and inspiring others. Are you ready? Let's rock this healing journey. Hey everyone and welcome back to another episode of Surviving My Podcast. My name is Matt. Thanks so much for taking some time out of your day to listen. I always appreciate it and I'm grateful to have you here along this journey with me. I will get to my special guest in just a minute. Uh, that will be Kelly, the Survivor Coach. But if you are a first-time listener here, I encourage you to check out some of my other shows that I have recorded on various topics supporting the mental health community and my life with dissociation, anxiety, and PTSD as a survivor of childhood sexual abuse and narcissistic abuse. So with that, let's jump right into a recently recorded conversation that I had with Kelly. So stay tuned to check it out, and I'll catch you on the flip side. This is Kelly, the Survivor Coach. How are you doing today?
1: I'm doing great. Thanks so much for having me. Oh, you are very welcome. It is my pleasure.
0: So you, uh, let's see, your website is thesurvivorcoach.com, and of course you are a survivor coach. And um, I was reading your story on there and checking out your website. And uh, so why don't we just kind of start out a little bit, and you can tell everybody um, a little bit about how you decided to get started into coaching
1: well I actually been a coach for a long time and I had hired a coach myself and uh, she took me through her program and coached me and it was just so life-changing that I thought oh my gosh I've got to learn how to do this myself so I can help other people and I loved do I love doing that I mean I- even then uh, years ago I loved it so much but uh, I'm a, t- a sympathy suicide survivor and I realized that I was great at helping everybody else but never even thought about coaching my own self the way I do my clients
0: well I tell you you know what that that rings so true to me that last statement about about helping others but not yourself that's boy (laughs) that is so me to a T it's just not even funny you know (laughs) I am all about helping others and encouraging others and supporting and validating others but i am terrible at my own self-care
1: i'm terrible at really oh, yeah. you know taking enough time for myself or you know validating myself or whatever
0: the case may be but um i'm all about helping others so yeah it's like as soon as you said that i'm like wow that's me like totally to a t so <laughs> <laughs> it fit in perfectly yep <laughs> excellent yeah so i was reading your story and um and, of course, it's on your website, thesurvivorcoach.com. Um, the if you just click on there, there's a menu option up at the top. And scrolling through this, um, you know, reading your story of survival from when you were a child and, you know, having very little to eat to being raised, um, you know, and then being sexually abused, which is, which is what I can relate to, to uh, being a breast cancer survivor. So why don't you talk a little bit about that if you're uh, comfortable in doing so and kind of share some of that.
1: Yes, I did grow up uh, really poor and um, hated school obviously because of bullying and things like that. And uh, I had a single mom and my dad never helped. So I watched my mom all my school years work two jobs seven days a week. And so that was really tough. I was a latchkey kid at home by myself all the time. And uh, she actually worked for an insurance agent during the daytime and a manager at McDonald's at night. So as you can imagine, I hate McDonald's. <laughs> I had so much free McDonald's. <laughs> it was crazy. I'm <laughs> like, never again, as long as I live, I'm going to have McDonald's. But anyway, so that's really, uh, was kind of a blessing actually because that's how we ate. And as a kid, you know, McDonald's is great. And then yes, I, uh, my mom had cancer, breast cancer, and she passed away when she was 53 years old. Uh, then I ended up, you're supposed to get checked out. 10 years before your mom was diagnosed, so she was diagnosed at 50, and so when I turned 40, I just did a self-exam, and unfortunately, that very first time, found that it was definitely cancer, and went through chemo and uh, reconstruction surgeries, uh, double mastectomy, and uh, here I am. Well, I mean it's I there's a ton more in the story <laughs> no, yeah there is yeah it's a really
0: <laughs> it's a really good read and you know I, I definitely encourage everyone to check it out um, I love uh, on, the, on your website one of the main pictures that comes up when you first go there is you wearing these um, pink boxing gloves which is just the coolest thing um, I think that's really <laughs> neat and of course you know um, a lot of your site is based around that with that theme which is really cool um, yeah you know I was so much of the stuff you know that you said there with a the bullying i mean i can relate to that too i've written about it a lot i think it's something that while i don't write about it an awful lot it's always like one of the undertones of my articles you know that i write or talk about or whatever because um you know being raised as
1: um you know in a narcissistic home and then you know going mm-hmm.
0: through the uh, childhood sexual abuse that just set me up for bullying like it was like the perfect scenario for me to just be beaten up and torn down emotionally and physically and I just that kind of stuff just totally sticks with you and just well haunts you for quite a long time well well into our
1: adulthood as you know I'm sure oh yeah well don't you think too that I mean to me what happens is you know you go through your life your the years are supposed to be developing healthy and then you have this stuff going on And then you get this mindset of because you're being bullied and picked on that everybody else is better than you, but you're not ever going to be good enough to be not bullied, which goes right on into your being an adult.
0: Oh my goodness, you like I mean you are you are spot on right there. I mean I I have you know growing up I had zero self esteem zero self confidence. Um, I mean obviously that had started when I was little and you know during the abuse and and living at home, but then as I got older like it just if I had any shred of self-confidence or self-esteem going into school, it was just shot to hell in, in a hot second once once the bullying started. And then you know, as you get older and you get into the workforce and, and you know, being adult, and then like it just it's amazing how something that happens to you 20, 30, 40 years ago just stays with you. And um, you know, I, I don't know if this is something that you would agree with or not. And please, by all means, feel free to 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 agree or disagree, but. I really think that as somebody goes through, you know, it's talking to a professional and working on their own healing and doing all the right things that we can do, that you never really fully get over it, for lack of a better term. I mean, you don't really necessarily fully heal. I, I, I think that you are better equipped to deal with your daily struggles, the anxiety, the self-esteem issues and whatnot, and you're better you know, you have more confidence the more you heal and the more you work through your past. But I think that this stuff really always stays with you to some degree, even though it may lessen over time.
1: Well, I have a great uh, analogy that I use, and that is I meet people, you know, you know how people always say the dumbest things to you and, you know, like, like, get over it or whatever it may be. And but when we're better or whenever you are saying having a good day and you're not depressed or you're not thinking about when you were sexually molested and you're you're doing well, it doesn't mean you're fine. You're by far fine, you know. And so how I look at, it at is this, and this is how I tell me, explain it to people, is I had a double mastectomy. If you saw me today and you did not know that, you would have no idea that I had been through cancer and I don't have boobs like a normal woman. You would have no clue. And I don't care how much better I get. The day I die, I'm still going to have these scars. I've still went gone through it, and it still affects me every day. So, you know what I'm saying? We may look fine on the outside, but we are never, I'm never going to not have these scars. And it's the same thing with the mental inside, or internal scars that we have. We're even better at hiding those scars but they're still there oh my
0: goodness they are they are they're absolutely there and but you were just like spot on there i'm sitting there just like nodding to myself as you're talking along and (laughs) you know it's funny like when you when you were talking about uh just a second ago um you know we we do always have these scars and i think that it is you know we we get really good at hiding the emotional scars and you know i think It's similar to me in that, um, you know, I, like, if you met me out on the street, you know, I'm usually, you know, a pretty nice guy and I'll talk to people and I'm, you know, um, doing whatever it is I do in my daily life. You wouldn't, you would not know that you know I am a survivor of all these types of abuse because I hide her really well and you know it's kind of like wearing a mask when I'm out in society because I don't want to let people in I keep them at arms length but also part of it now is that I've been working on my healing that I am starting to have some of those good days but you know it doesn't mean that I'm completely better and that I'm never going to forget or you know what happened because it's always going to be there so that is just absolutely spot on because um, you know, I just think so much of our daily life is, you know, we're trying to heal and trying to have those good days, but when the good days come, um, and this and this leads me into another thing, is I kind of end up getting the sense that, like, I'm waiting for the impending doom to happen or, like, something else is going to, like, I've had a couple good days. Oh, my God, something's going to suck coming up. Like, do you ever? do you ever get like that?
1: <laughs> oh, my gosh, yes, yes. I used to actually, that was a strife in my marriage when I was married, is my husband, ex-husband, would always say to me, you know, we'd go through some really bad times. I mean, like, he's without a job for five months. You know, we're on, having to get on food stamps. I mean, it's a dire situation in my mind. That's reality. And it's coming upon Christmas, and I'm thinking, I can't even give my kids a Christmas gift. This is terrible. It reminds me of a bunch of, you know, times in my own past. And he would say, you always expect the worst and he was a very positive person but in my mind and i would say you know if one day worse would stop happening i would stop expecting it <laughs> but you know i laugh at that because but it's just it's so true it's like i know
0: it's like i mean if i if i could look into a crystal ball and see the future which i don't think i would want to anyway but if i could <laughs> and like i could see that everything was going to be great for the next you know, 40 years of my life, or whatever, I would still be waiting for waiting for something bad to happen, just because I'm be like, well, you know, that's not true. Something's gonna happen. that's gonna go south. But, mm-hmm. um, and you know, it's it, it's funny you brought that up about, um, you know, experiences in your adult life that, that reminded you as a child. You know, two of uh, my two sons experienced bullying to varying degrees. Um, my oldest or my oldest son, which is my middle child, he's graduated now, but my youngest son is, is going into high school now. And they, and they both experienced it. And when I hear them talk about it or, you know, I have to kind of, you know, help them understand where, you know, what this means and what it's about and why people do it and everything. I just – it brings back so many memories to what I went through. And it's just – it's heartbreaking that kids have to go through this now. And I just – it's such a tragedy um to you know to hear about it in this day and age because so many kids it just affects them so so in such a debt a detrimental manner it's just unbelievable and i just i think it's really cool that people like you and um, you know who are who are who are taking a stand and helping others by being coaches and Uh, you know, helping out online via, you know, Twitter and just encouraging others in any way possible to really let people know that this stuff, while it's nothing new, it's, you know, it it doesn't diminish it any less, you know, the effects of it any less.
1: Yeah, and you know how it is whenever you're, you know, a teenager and making all the stupid mistakes we make and our parents say, you know, I know what it's like. Yes. I know what it was like when I was a kid, and you're like, no, times are totally different. You don't understand, and it's just a vicious cycle from generation to generation. But I think that actually kids today have it worse than we had it. I can't imagine. I don't even know how to relate to my kids when they say they something's happened to them or they've been bullied online. I mean, I have two oh, only I know, girls, right? and, oh, I, I can't even imagine as bad as I was bullied in person I can't imagine being able to be bullied by people you don't even they're anonymous. And so going to school, looking at all these eyes, wondering who are the ones that are being so cruel to you? And then all these kids that are killing themselves for this reason. It breaks my heart.
0: Oh, my goodness. And and on top of that, you know, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all that stuff, when you know people that are doing it, and they're they're doing it to you online, and then you have to see them the next day, oh my god, Mm -hmm. like, it's, I mean, it's the same thing, and it just, I cannot imagine, I mean, I'm glad that I grew up in the 80s, um, because, I I mean, there, there was no cell phones, there was no internet, it was, you know, Saturday morning cartoons, and that, you know, and, like, the newspaper, that's about all you had, I mean, the bullying, obviously, was still there from the, you know, the, The sense of going to school and having to deal with it and whatnot, but it wasn't to the degree it is now with so much people. You have people have so much access to your life, and you know, kids nowadays they're glued to Facebook and Instagram and Twitter and Snapchat. And you know, I read online and I know someone who was, you know, who who, who lost a child, um, a teenager who took their own life because they were bullied online and you know, in school in person. And it's just, I cannot imagine growing up today with the, you know, and being subjected to this because unless you're like the perfect model teenager that you know everybody thinks is the coolest kid ever you're you're bound to get picked on in some way
1: well and the saddest part about that is uh now i'm a woman so i don't really know about how it is for guys but you can be uh as beautiful as they come and you can be suffering just as much as how we were when we were kids and you just don't share it that's even worse i think maybe for people that are the coolest and are accepted. They have all this pressure, and, you know, kids, well, anybody, even them being an adult, you knock you right on your ass in a heartbeat, and you're nothing to anybody. Oh, you're, you know what, and
0: that is an exactly great point, is even the ones, even the kids who are, you know, put up on a pedestal by other kids, they've got struggles at home. They deal with things that they'll never share because they have to keep up their image. So, I mean, bullying all around is just... It's, it's horrible, and it's such an epidemic, and, uh, you know, I know that this uh, conversation kind of morphed into bullying, and that's totally cool with me because I think it's really something that we're both passionate about, and, um, you know, I just – I love that, you know, we can take a stand and talk about it and help raise awareness because I – it breaks my heart to see kids go through this in any capacity because I know what it feels like, but today it just seems like it's a 100 times worse or, you know, worse for – for today's teenagers and young adults. I mean, kids now have smartphones at the age of like 10 years old and 8 years old. And
1: Mm -hmm. now
0: kindergartners have Snapchats and Facebook accounts. And I'm like, man, are you kidding me? No.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I know. It's weird because I always think to myself when I'm uh, going through an interview is I love the ones that are like this because I think that things happen for a reason and nothing's an accident. So for some reason, it's gone this direction. So it leads me to believe this is what was supposed to happen but I just wanted to add to what we're talking about is you know you can be also be bullied as an adult I can remember being I mean I'm an extremely strong uh, determined individual now because of the things that I've gone through and even with my confidence and my personality the way it is now I remember a few years ago about four years ago working in an environment where Supposedly everyone there was a Christian and it was a Christian based place. Uh, their main client were TV evangelists. And I remember daily being bullied directly by my, my boss and the, the owner's wife. And it ended up where people would actually team up with them and be on their side. And I was thought, Oh my gosh. I mean, these are people that are calling themselves Christians that I'm supposed to look up to and admire and bullying me on purpose. It was just terrible, and I had never experienced that as an adult. Oh my
0: goodness, uh, you're, you are so right. I mean, in the, whether it's the workplace, or the church, or wherever, I mean, I as an adult, you know, I went through, um, you know, a bit of um, religious abuse in the sense of, well, and actually when I was a kid too, but you know, when I got older and um, you know, I, I was divorced for the first time, and you know, I was in my mid 20s and I had like no idea what was going on or how to handle it, and I was drinking like uncontrollably and just couldn't deal with anything, you know, rationally. But I, you know, the mm-hmm. church I was going to at the time, um, they just, you know, this was a church that I had grown up in, like going to for as long as I could remember. So here I am in my mid 20s knowing these people for some of them decades and then you know to see them just you know kind of start talking behind my back and you know you know kind of pointing and you know and snickering or pointing and just you know shaking their head in that you know condescending way I mean it's mm-hmm. it's you know it, it's almost in a way I mean it felt like being bullied to me all over again because while they weren't like physically shoving me around or you know something like that or sticking me in a locker they were you know, just crushing my, you know, the, I mean, I, the, the church is supposed to be a safe place, and the one that I went to for so long, which I obviously don't go there anymore, was 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 far from it. I mean, these were adults who were my age or older than me, and, you know, just to see them really, really turn on you when you need them the most, it's just, oh, it's heartbreaking and just irritating beyond belief.
1: <laughs> well, I live, I live in Texas, so I'm right in the Bible Belt, and I grew up with, I go in church, you know, my mom's, family were Pentecostal and her one of her brothers was actually a preacher and I mean every time he had the opportunity to tell me you know if you don't straighten your life up you're going to burn in hell you know he would and of course he grew I grew up and he ended up having an affair on his wife of 30 something years and I'm like so confused and then my grandfather we would go visit him in Oklahoma and every other word about black people was the N word. And here he is, you know, saying that uh, on one side of his mouth and then trying to throw scripture in my face at the other. And it was very confusing.
0: And I ended up,
1: when I was married, I went to church, I mean, probably 19 years straight and every Sunday and was a volunteer. I worked for a lead pastor and totally believed in all that. And then whenever I got cancer, I don't know, I just had this, some of the same exact things that you're mentioning happened to me. And as I watched this unfold, uh, especially working for a church and seeing behind the scenes what really goes on, that it's really a business, um, it it just completely changed my beliefs. It questioned, made me question all my beliefs and wondered, why do we as people believe things just because we're told to? and so i started on my own spiritual journey and i have met some of the most amazing non-judgmental people that i feel freer today than i ever did 20 years going to church without missing a day
0: you I, that just totally hit me just like a freight train when you were saying that and you know as we get you know when we're younger we have this ingrained in our head you know the bible says this and you know it's hellfire and brimstone and you know you know if you swear you're going to hell and you know you can't hang out with these people because they're a bad influence and you know things that I've written about in my stuff and, and my on my website and things that you just mentioned I'm like man that that like totally hits home for me it's so validating it's just incredible but um, you know it's I've just like I'm actually just kind of blindsided right now because I'm thinking I'm, everything she's saying. I'm like, man, I I was there, I did that. I'm thinking this way, and you know, now that I've gotten older and I've been diving into it with an open mind and with my own thought process and my own ideas, I can see where things are different and I really relate to things differently now, and I I understand them differently and I think better because I'm not I, I don't have something shoved down my face. You know, I am proactively taking you know, the opportunity to understand it in a way that's comfortable to me. And I find it to be much more, much more validating, much more refreshing, just really encouraging to not have something be so judgmental and hellfire and brimstone, but be more of a loving support type of encouragement scenario. It's just, it's incredible. So yeah, what you said totally just hit home for me. That was, that was awesome. Um, Wow.
1: (laughs) Well, it's crazy to me because uh, you know, I don't know a whole lot of people that think like I do. And, you know, I'm very outspoken, obviously. And, you know, especially in, uh, in the South, I mean, you can't just say these things because, I mean, literally if I just said, I don't go to church there, you're immediately the looks going to change. I've actually even had several people call me for a job interview and they asked me what church I went to. And I never, I said, I don't go to church and I never heard from them again. Although I'm extremely qualified. So, yeah, I mean, it can really mess up your whole thinking. And I was actually angry for a long time to be, you know, honest that I went through my whole life missing out on what I could have enjoyed because I was stuck in this box. And I myself judging everybody else because they did something wrong or they shouldn't be living their life that way. And I can't stand that I have to even say that out loud that I used to be just like them. So now I am judgmental towards judgmental people. (laughs) You know what I mean?
0: (laughs) I absolutely get it. And, you know, I'm finding myself, the older I get, I am that way too. I'm like, who are you to judge me? And now I'm judging you for judging me and judging other people. Like, oh my gosh, that's so funny. But, yep, I am right with you. This has been um, incredible. I. I want to do some more shows with you because I think you and I um, can really, you know, kind of relate to each other and share our stories. I think this has been an awesome conversation. So, thank you, thank you so much for joining me. And before we go, um, go ahead and share uh, with everybody, um, you know, your website, your social media contacts, all that good stuff.
1: Okay, the website is thesurvivorcoach uh, dot com, and my email address you can contact me directly thesurvivorcoach at gmail com. Um, Twitter is survivorcoach sixteen. I really have met so many wonderful people on Twitter, especially the things that we're talking about as far as religion, people that are extremely enlightened and help me on a daily basis see things outside the box. So I encourage anybody to get on Twitter if that is your mentality, too, and you're hearing this for the first time. Uh, all uh, All other social media is The Survivor Coach, so you can contact me any way you want. Thanks
0: again, Kelly, for joining me. I hope you all enjoyed that show. Kelly is an amazing survivor, an amazing woman, and an amazing coach. And uh, again, if you are interested in in working with her, definitely check out her website, thesurvivorcoach.com, and you can find her on social media. So with that, we will wrap this up. Thanks, everybody, for listening. And if you would like to leave some comments, that would be amazing. I would definitely appreciate it. We will catch you next time. Thanks again for listening to another episode of Surviving My Podcast. Presented by SurvivingMyPast.net, therapy blog about living with dissociation, anxiety, and PTSD as a result of childhood sexual abuse and narcissistic abuse and bullying. My opinions are my own, and my stories are my own thoughts and my life as I live it today. I am not a medical doctor or a medical professional or a mental health professional or doctor. I'm just a regular guy trying to share my experiences in life and hoping to inspire others. You can contact me anytime by emailing me at matt at survivingmypast.net or you can hit me up on Twitter at survivingmypast or on facebook.com slash survivingmypast. See you soon.